Golf ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. <laughs> we know it. I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. Friday Night Racing. On Off the Ball. Brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie. Right, you're very welcome along to this week's edition of Friday Night Racing. Uh, myself and Johnny Ward are with you every Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock on all of OTV's social channels, or you can also get us, of course, at 8 o'clock on Off the Ball on News Talk. Friday Night Racing is brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie, or you can follow the Twitter account at hri racing, and the hashtag is every racing moment. Uh, for different reasons, neither myself or Johnny were at the um, pre uh, Irish Grand National Roadshow. Uh, Ashley O'Reilly was there and correctly tipped and backed the winner of the Irish Grand National Lord Lariat 40 to 1 and I think she'd, she'd been, well, well she'd been down beforehand doing a piece about the previous year's winner's trainer who had you know um, freewheeling Dylan coming home was it 100 150 to 1 150 yeah well there you go and she's like well you know it's just uh, I like the vibes I mm. kind of heard good stuff about it and uh, and lo and behold Lord Lariat romped home a pretty amazing story it is twice in a row is um, I mean what are the odds in that like literally about 20,000 to 1 or something like that like for the, at those odds Paddy O'Hanlon is with us Paddy good afternoon to you well lads thanks for having me on uh, what has the whirlwind been like since you won the Irish National on board Lord Lariat last week oh, bit of a blur now it was Monday and, and now it's Friday I'm sitting outside Kilbegan here um, <laughs> so yeah it's all it's, it's, it's gone by fair quick but but uh, no it's been it's been a fair roller coaster but we've enjoyed it Take us to the bit before, uh, the week before. When did you even have a sniff that you might have a chance of getting on Lord Lariat? Um, I suppose we'd actually, we went up to Fairy House that so we did a couple of weeks before with, with Free Will and Dylan and Lord Larry for some sort, for a promo there um, for, before, for, the, for the festival. And uh, Dermot said to me, he says, sure, come on up and we'll school him. And... Uh, you know, I said, if he gets into the National, great. If he doesn't, he says, he'll get into the race straight after it. And he says, whatever you get in, he says, um, you know, you'll ride it anyway. So I says, no, that's, that's that's great. I'm delighted. Um, and it was just a matter of hopefully waiting if, if he'd get in, you know, the situation with the ballot. Um, and thank, thank God he did. <laughs> so, okay, obviously, Dermot McLaughlin, the, the trainer, had it in his mind that you were going to ride him from a bit before that. Was that news to you? Or you kind of had you been hoping that... And did you know in advance? Like, what what is that relationship with Dermot? Where did that start? Yes, uh, I suppose he'd be he'd be, he'd be a neighbour, he'd be a friend of mine, basically. Um, but I suppose I'd won on I'd won on the horse in Punchestown on New Year's Eve, and they were kind of mapping him out, then looking towards towards the national, hoping that he would get in. Um, and I got I got injured then at the Dublin Race Festival in February, um, and I only got back then. The, the last day of March in Nace, you know, and I was hoping I says that's hopefully I could I, I, I could get a ride, get the ride in the race. Um hoping to ride Lord Larry, obviously. And um you know, the boys past PJ Dermot, they all they all stuck with me, thank God, you know. Okay, so that's the the bit where it's like you're at the promo and you're like, oh, well, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm glad that that thing that I wanted to happen has happened. And then when you find out that the horse is going to make the race, is there another little surge of adrenaline going? Oof, this is going to be interesting because the guy who won it last year has laid a horse out for it this year, and I'm going to be on it. 
Yeah, I suppose like he's 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 got some attachment to the race, you know, with his father winning it, um, and him obviously Dermot winning it the year before, you know, and he's 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 unbelievable there getting them staying chasers ready for them races, um, and 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 especially they're sneaking in into the race, you know, it was I was going there obviously just delighted to be a part of it, um, you know. To get a ride in a race with such such history, and I said I'm, I'm going to soak every minute of it up, you know, win, lose, or draw, whatever happens, um, you know, and the whole build up to it all. Obviously, the the crowd is there. So I'm I only live five miles down the road, so everyone's asking, you know, are you in the race? Have you ride? And what's your chances? And you know, you're you're just you're just delighted to be a part of it. You don't. I didn't even want that. To, I didn't even want the, the build up to to end. You know that kind of way. Um, and I was just trying to soak that all in, but what happened then just after five o'clock was, was beyond my wildest dreams now, to be honest. That's class. Yeah. And it's it's just, I was looking Paddy as well. I I was um going through a few runners in the race there, um and in terms of you know, there's been criticism of the fact that, you know, one owner or one or two trainers can have a lot of runners in the race and um I, I mean, whether you, whether you like it or not, that's the way the game is. I mean, if you pay your money, you have runners in the race, but these are just um eight horses who ran in the race, fell, pulled up, brought down, fell, unseated rider, fell, fell, unseated rider. They were all trained by Gordon Elliott. So he had eight runners in the race like who didn't complete and he had the second and Dermot basically had Lord Lariat and he had Freewheel and Dylan Nasser and he's managed to win both. Like the stats of this are just off the charts. Yeah, that's 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 the that's the nature of the ups and downs of jumps racing, you know. Um you just don't know what's gonna happen, especially like the boys they only bought them for, for, for five and a half thousand. Um Freewheel and Dylan done as well. Sheila Mangan, she only works in the yard as well. You know, so it's 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 great for, for the small person as I suppose. Um to not even just partake to partake in the race, but then to, to, to get the chance to, you know, lift that trophy, it's 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 unbelievable, you know. I suppose why was he a cheap horse? Because I remember he first came to my mind, I think, winning maybe a hurdle race in Tipperary and he looked like a horse that would absolutely thrive over fences, but like in those days, he was kind of ridden, um, ridden with a bit of confidence. He wasn't certainly wasn't ridden the way he was ridden on Monday, but like he looked like a horse. I mean, I'm only going on TV here, but he looked like a horse that uh, had a bit of size about him, and you know, looked, looked quite a good looking horse. Yeah, you know, like we we even we tried him a couple of times back at the the back of the end of last summer in Limerick, um, in Tipperary in a hurdle race as well, trying to take our time with him. You know, scratching our head, thinking, you know, this horse works brilliant at home. You know, um, you know, he wasn't running desperate, but he wasn't running to what we thought he would be. And uh, I then one day we we went to Fairy House with him then, um, in a in a in a opportunity handicap chase as well, and we said we just hopped out and try and try and change change tactics, and from the drop of flag he just loved it. He was winging fences, um, jumping from fence to fence you know taking me travelling away he got caught then that day he was only beaten half a length by Eric Khan um, but that kind of that kind of set the ball rolling to say you know what look this this may be the key to him and this is what he likes um, he went on then won the ladies national then with Joanna Walton and we went to went to Punchestown actually the New Year's Eve you know on, 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 on soft ground carrying top weight Still a bit worried that we didn't even think he'd go on that ground. You know, all his form had been on nice ground, and 
he'd only just keep developing and, and getting stronger. He was able to get through the ground that day and, you know, he's just gone from strength to strength and it's, as, as I suppose, it's, it's a testament to Dermot, you know, making up his mind, deciding to right, we'll change tactics and then the team at home, you know, having them, having them spot on in the day, like, you know, it's, I, I arrive at the races and 98% of the job is done, like, it's a very small percentage of my job and it's it's made a lot easier with everyone at home you know like it's it's that's the thing as well it's sliding doors moments like that that dictate because I know Paddy like if you look I tipped in enjoyed Allen in the race was kind of held up made a mistake at the second like literally you have no chance you have no chance if you're and you've 30 runners in the race so like not everyone can be handy so like it's obviously a race to get handy and we saw that the last two years but I guess the, the change of tactics kind of not only brought him into the race but made him actually win the race as well just explain the change of tactics, will you? It, uh, what do you mean the change of tactics? And and because you said he started to wing fences, and you say handy. What do you yeah, mean for he was, the he lay written, the lay person? Written, listen, what does he, that mean? He was ridden like basically as um, as Paddy was saying, he was ridden uh, hold up ride really in his races. Travelled well, um, didn't necessarily produce the form he was shown at home, but obviously like like Paddy, I don't know. You must be it must be a massive massive advantage if you can get into a rhythm without um, any horses kind of bothering you particularly. So you turn him into a front runner. Turn him into a front runner, or just get out of trouble. And like, I, what was the start like, Paddy? Because was a, I think there, there may have been one false start. There was obviously like a rush to get prominent in a race like that. Yeah, I suppose. Look, a big, a big, big, big race. You know, um, big, most expensive ha- chase, handicap chasing in the country. Everyone, there's a lot of pressure on. You know, um, lads are looking to try and get get a good position, get a good start. You know, I don't think you'll you'll win your race at the start, but you you can definitely lose it. Um, and everyone's just shuffling, trying to get a position. And like before the race, Dermot says he's, he's he's very very straightforward. Um, you know, he says, look, try and bounce out if you can get to the front. Great. He says, there's probably twenty other lads that want to get there as well. You know, so the laws of averages. There's only one of us that is going to get there. Um, you know, I just I couldn't believe how easily he he was able to get me up to the front and wing down over the first tree. And I was able to take him back, and 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 I suppose not even a front runner, but I was I was delighted to have that bit of company upsides with with Jack Kennedy in front of the salts, you know that he wasn't doing everything himself, you know that kind of way, but still out of trouble at the same time. How did that happen then at start? Was it? I mean, did you have an idea that um, you said it was? You couldn't believe how straightforward it was. Did were you left a bit to your own devices, or how did that work? Yeah, I suppose like. Dermot's instructions are very, very quick and short, you know. Um, and he said, if you can get there, great. If you can't, you can't. Ride a race from there. Um, and, you know, I thought, I says, he'll he'll, he'll probably on, be on his head over the first three. You know, everyone's looking to get there. Everyone, you know, mm. all the pace is on. Even if he is a bit on his head and I land on the first half a dozen, you know, we'll creep away and, and, and you know, have him, have him going wherever he's comfortable. But... Do you know, as I, I, I go back to it again, it's 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 a testament to Dermot and the team having them having them primed and you know on and on top of his form to be out the gates and fresh and well, you know, like a lad bouncing going out to play a game of football, I suppose. Yeah, and it, it like it's such a long race. Um, at what point do you think? Do you start hoping to believe? You know, I mean, it's even jumping the last. You're probably still not sure. So when do you th- when do you start thinking? Oh, geez, I actually I actually could be winning the Irish National here. 
Yeah, I suppose you're, you're as you're going through the race, you know, and you, you you wing a good, you get a good jump out of them somewhere, and you get a bit of excitement, and you know you're taking a back try and say just 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 we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, you know, but throughout the race, you, you've always got to have that bit of belief, thinking this 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 could happen. Um, but even even he got a great jump at the last, and even from the back of that. You know, you're still thinking something, something might come out of the clouds and, and collar him and, and and take that that dream away. You know, um, so I was I was I was waiting to see that line. That's like dream come true territory, particularly the fact you, you mentioned there that um, you know you, you're living five minutes down the track from it. That's not your origin story, though. You're actually you were born in Glasnevin, is that right? Yeah, born born in Glasnevin. I went to school in Dunkandra. I was um, in St Pat's. Um, would have played football with Nafina in Drumcondra. Um, I'd have ran for Clanliffe Harriers. Um, I'd have, I'd have actually been in the same class as Paddy Small as well. So I would have. Oh, wow. So uh, yeah, there's, 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 there's plenty of plenty of sports people in it now. Who else would you have gone to school with? Actually, of sporting note. That's well, a lot. His, his brother as well would have been in the school as well. Um, you know, plenty of good footballers. If you weren't playing for Ballymun Kickhams, you were playing for Nafina as well, mm. you know. So there's there plenty of good lads, yeah. So do you consider yourself a dub or a mead man? <sighs> You're tempting faith there now. You're tempting faith there now, Jeff. No answer. Yeah. This is like um this is like the Derry Girls one on it's just gonna get controversial here <laughs> on the on the late late. I think I you know, it, it's possible to change and, and you can grow out of things if you want, that's fine. Mm. Like don't constantly getting people moving in. In this instance, somebody moving out and, and finding their, their true sporting prowess outside of Dublin, I think I think we can grandfather the intermediate, no problems. Oh, sure, look, I suppose they'll, they'll, they'll claim me anyway, whatever they want to say, you know. You'll get a bit of a mead accent, Paddy, I think. Yeah, I suppose, look, I'm, I'm there long enough. I went, I finished school. I finished school in Drumcondra and I was actually, I was meant to go to primary school, sorry, in Drumcondra and I was meant to go to St. Aidan's in my hall. And I didn't, I didn't, didn't get to, didn't go in the end. And my mother said, "We'll, we'll go to the school out near my father's farm, you know, mm. uh, out in her toes." And sure, at the time, only twelve or thirteen, I thought this was miles away. I said, "This is," I said, "You couldn't do that to me, you know." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it did no harm in the end. And who, who just support in Leinster final between Mead and Dublin? Jeez, oh, I suppose you'd, you'd have to support Mead, wouldn't it? Jeez, you'd have to say that. There we go. But that that's or the, the underdog. Ultimately, that is the answer. That's uh, the decision has been made. There, no problems. And uh, so, not not a traditional hotbed of horse racing. But it turns out, you, the the your dad's farm. There was an interest there. Was there were there horses there? Was that your kind of first access to it? Yeah. So my father's originally he's originally from Kerry, Bally Longford, um, North Kerry. And moved up to Dublin when he was young, and and he eventually he always wanted to move back and and, and have a, have a place there with a bit of land and and horses, you know. So we'd have always been around. There was horses, uh, ponies. My brother trained greyhounds. Um, you know, we were always at, at 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 animals the whole time, and it was just something from from a young age that I wanted. I wanted to be. It was it was kind of a question of when, not if, you know. And so originally it was you were going to be a flat jockey. So how did that come about? You ended up going to to England at some point. Yeah, so I finished up. I I stayed in school, finished through my school schooling and done my leaving search. And I rode my first winner actually while I was in in sixth year. Um, 
But then after school, I said I, I'd, I'd have a crack at have a crack at England, see if I could have a go. I was getting getting tall, and it was inevitable, you know. I says I want to try and make some the most of it anyway. Um, I wasn't there an awful long time until I broke my pelvis, and that set me back probably three or four months. And I was still growing and developing as a young lad, only 18, 19. Um, and I came back uh, probably a bit heavier, I was only over nine stone at that stage, you know. Um, and I spent a few more months then. I was there over a year, so I was, but you know, it was it was kind of a short lived. Um, it was never never going to be the long term, you know, with with, with my body size and and all that. But uh, no, it was a good 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 grounding. Well, so it was. You sound fairly calm about that now, but like I suspect, as an 18, 19 year old, you're kind of willing your body to stop growing and to your bones to be a little bit less dense because it, it it sounds like it was your dream to be a flat jockey at that point. And we hear the stories of the footballers who go over to England and don't quite make it to the level that they want to, and they come back and they're disillusioned and they fall out of love with the game and then they never go back playing football. For you, was there a period of that where you're like, I'm going to do something else now because I've had it? Yeah, uh, well, I wouldn't say completely, you know. Um, I knew I wanted to work on horses anyway. Um, when I finished up the flat, I, says, I, like, I, I still love the game, you know what I mean? Whatever part of it I do end up in, you know, I was always around breeding with my father and going to sales. So I, I knew I'd have my hand in it some way. Um, but yeah, the dream growing up, you know, would have been been being a flat jockey. Um, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I suppose looked up to a lot of jump jockeys as well. But Richard Hughes would have been, you know, god to me at the time. He was um, tall as well. Yeah, yeah, that would have been an aspect of it as well, you know. Um, a tall fella. Um, but it, it was just just taking a toll. Um, and I came back after England, you know, not with a clear cut idea of what I wanted to do. Um, I went into Dermot, started doing a bit in school, and then said, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll see how I get on with this, you know. And he says, Sir, just have a, have a crack at it, you know. For for a jump jockey, I was I was light as well, um, and I was able to eat away. And I says, you know, this is this is enjoyable. I can actually go racing. I can have something to eat. I can, you know, I'm not driving. I'm not driving all around the country eating nothing. Um, you know, there's 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 a bit of a kick out of it that way for me anyway. Yeah, it's not miserable. No, no, you know, you could you could have a bad day at the races and you could still go home and, and, and stick on a good decent dinner, you know, you wouldn't be eating rubbish, but you could have a good hearty, good full meal, like um whereas riding on the flats it just wasn't capable. Um, you know, you're you're doing light to, today and the, and the next day it's the same again. Um and then you go and have a good dinner and you're playing catch up again, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't long term anyway. It's it's what kind of sets racing apart in that, you know, all these elite sports, you know, your your body is your temple and it's so important what you eat. And in racing that just goes out the window for so many people. It's like so important not eating at all at times. They're getting better at it though. Yeah, they are, but it's just it's a perennial problem. If you're if you want to be a jockey and you're you're a little bit tall, um, you know, and obviously Paddy was able to compensate by going over jumps, but it's um a lot of a lot of a lot of them really do have to like particularly um particularly flat jockeys who are a bit tall like Richard Hughes like they and Tony McCoy as well like they just lived really they were like monks the way they lived to to be able to do their dream Paddy from your perspective the the win at the weekend does that change how you're thinking about your long term career in the game is it like is it a moment where you're like actually you know what if I can do that now and I know I know you're still claiming so um, things will change when you write out your claim and it'll be a bit more difficult for you but at the same time the experience you have to write out your claim and the the 
um, pathway you've taken to get there will mark you out for owners and trainers as going, okay, I'm going to give Paddy an opportunity here and see how he gets on. So does it change your career, do you think? No, like, look, look, it's 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 always been the, the long-term type of type of focus and dream for me um, you know and going forward like I'm I'm only I'm only delighted to be here in Quebec and like you know it's, it's it's what I do what I love whether I'm you know riding around in the North 95 or in, 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 in one of the biggest races in, in the country you know um, and I just I just want to keep improving and, and, and getting as many rides as I can you know it's it's and I feel if I can do that you know the more opportunities will come um, but no, I'd look. I'd, I don't think it changes a whole lot from my perspective. Um, hopefully, look, it might change. People might look at me and say, "Just we'll give him a, a bit more of a chance now." After that, but no. Um, well, you've a few quid in the bank, anyway, to tie you over for a while. That yeah, cover the expenses anyway the, of the parties. <laughs> <laughs> How were the parties actually? There's been a few of them. We finished up there there the other day. Um, I was back here yesterday in Kilbegan. So there's no race in the weekend, so we'll we'll definitely do something then again. See the, the the hangover though, when you wake up and you know the initial feeling is oh god, but then the second feeling is actually hang on, I actually I won the national, it's grand, I'll get through today. Oh, definitely, it's worked every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the aforementioned Ashling um, seemed to. I think she caught you in the celebrations. I mean, it, you must have just been like laden with well wishers from all corners of Ireland, pretty much. Yeah, uh, everyone like my father's is, is is from from Kerry, you know. We've relations all over the country. Everyone ringing, texting, you know. I was even coming in on the Harstein Ferry House, you know. I was I was I was coming into Tina Turner, simply the best, and you'd nearly have to prize me down off the horse. I didn't want to get down at all. <laughs> Class. It is amazing that in the build-up you were like, "I'm going to soak this in," and that it didn't at any point become over. You weren't overawed by it. You weren't in any way intimidated by the fact it was like that's a a, a mindset that a lot of people actually struggle with. Where uh, there's this big occasion, I'm I'm going to be given this opportunity to do it, and you kind of talk yourself into you know you're like a horse getting worked up in advance. But for whatever reason, you were able to actually enjoy and take in what was happening very unusual when we talk to people like this they're like they don't really remember that much of it's all a bit of a blur for you the celebrations are a blur that's fair enough but like you do it seems like remember quite a bit from the week before and the race itself yeah no everything everything's crystal clear but as well i suppose it's 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 a lot easier to kind of keep that mindset when you know you've got good people there obviously like past pj the owners and and dermot you know they're not overcomplicating things they're not they're not um you know, making making it hard for you to think, and I have to be there. I have to be in this position throughout the race. You know, um, very understanding. So, like, it makes my job that e- bit easier again, and it just opens it up so that I can actually, you know, take it all in and and probably perform at a at a at a level where I'm I'm I'm, I'm relaxed. I'm I'm comfortable. You know. There, the same as I would be to any other any other race meet around the country, you know. Yeah, and, and Dermot's interview afterwards was astounding, really, because it, it it was almost like he'd um, seen a horse work well or something. He was so chilled out. I mean, 
for for you know you go through the list of jockeys the jockeys who never won the Irish National and it's um you know there's, there are a lot of big names there but like for a trainer of it's not like Dur- Dermot's not you know he's a few horses he's not um a handful or whatever but for a trainer to have won the Irish National two years in a row racing meant too much to him I couldn't get over how laid back it was like it, it obviously stands to him as a trainer with a game of so many ups and downs. Yeah, I suppose, and it, it look it probably filters into his into his into his training as well with the horses. You know, they're they're always given time, and you know, um, he would definitely wouldn't rush them. You know, and they're, you know, he'll he'll let the horse tell him, um, you know, when they're ready to run and 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 what they need or what they don't need. You know, um, and he's very understanding. If you come in and tell him about a horse, you know, he'll have it he'll have it sorted within the next couple of days or whatever we need to try try maybe try something different with a horse you know um and he's just yeah it's 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 probably what keeps keeps him grounded and as well and you know it it, it rubs off and probably it probably helps me as well you know keep one man grounded anyway yeah well you, you definitely seem pretty grounded by it what's the plan now punchstown obviously next week have you many rides booked for that yet I'm not I'm not 100% fully sure now um, declaration Sunday now for for the first day on Tuesday um, I have a great great agent now Ken Whelan as well you know works hard for me um, you know and I'm the sort that have travel have sad will travel you know um, gets me up and down the country you know in and out of different trainers so we'll we'll just play it by ear now and see how is Ken keeping Great, great. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be bothering him. He was actually, he was actually driving the jeep, so he was alongside us um, on Monday. And I spotted him then when I was pulling up, and I nearly jumped off the off the horse into the jeep too. He was driving the jeep. Um, what's the role of that jeep actually? That's that's carrying the camera. Okay, yeah. So Ken, like, I have to like Ken was the quintessential like, and he won't mind me saying this. There has never been a journeyman jockey more than Ken Whelan, like, because he rode so many horses who were hundred to one, hundred and fifty to one, whatever it was. Um, a lot of horses going in to get their handicap marks and so on. And Ken was um like Ken for his good career. And I remember saying to him. I'd if I if I wrote if I wanted to write a, a book on a jockey, I'd much prefer to write it about you than like you know, Ruby Walsh are one of the champions. And then Ken went from being a jockey to a jockey's agent, did the parade ring in Tipperary um, and with his own inimitable, in, 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 I can't even say the word anymore, um, inimitable uh, style. And now he is uh, driving the camera around the track. He is some man. Yeah, no, that's his brain. Like you could even, you know, he could ride a horse and, and I could get on the phone to him heading home from the races, you know, and I could be talking to him for 20 minutes, half an hour, you know. We mm-hmm. could talk from horse racing to golf, you know, to the wet. You could talk to him about that. Um, and he's, he's he's very understanding. He's, you know, he's he's very, when you chat to him, he's very real, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, um, there's nothing hidden in behind it or anything, you know. Um, and he tell you straight how it is. Um which helps, you know, he tell you if you've done, done a good job or if you, you went the other way, you know. How many jockeys would he have now? Oh, he'd have over 10, 15 probably yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah, because we had Gary Cribben on. Um, I was talking to uh, Daryl Keith from the week. Gary was, the, of course, famously... Um, uh, was running run the Boston Marathon basically collapsed with hypothermia, was brought to hospital, discharged himself and finished the marathon. These agents are a bit different. Yeah, they're best. They're... Um they're mad in their own way but uh, 
you know, Ken, he's he's he's, a, he's out playing hurling and all, so he is mm. out golfing, um, out driving out driving the jeep at the races, you know, doing a bit of work in Tipperary and. He's yeah, some man for one man in fairness. Well, you got to keep busy. That's uh, it's all about the hustle, Paddy. Congratulations, an incredible story. It's a human version of Secretariat. Thanks, William, and uh, keep it up. Brilliant. Thanks. Thanks. Lad. Thanks all for the best, Paddy. Uh, Paddy O'Hanlon there, the uh, jockey aboard Lord Lariat. As uh, Lord Lariat came home at forty-one starting price, as we said earlier, tipped by Ashing O'Reilly at our road show. All right, certainly backed anyway. Um, it's an incredible story. That's like yeah. the the national, you know. Uh, if Willie Mullins or Gordon Elliott wins it, you kind of expect it, and it's like, okay, that's to be expected. But when you have those back-to-back years, and unfortunately last year there was no crowd to see it. This year, that's the mm. a local hero coming home, where the whole community in the whole build-up are like, do you have a chance? Are you on board something? Yeah. And then he comes home, and it's like, got a good reception, like as well. I, I was looking in fairness to racing, like I mean, you you can. You can get a bit despondent about sport at the top level, um, because it's just, it's just so money driven, and effectively, who you know the, the team with the most money will win, and it's hard for um, you know the smaller teams to compete and so on and so forth. But like we had um, John McConnell on recently, and he was on about buying a case of you, and he was saying that I think he's what he spent a grand on him or something as a foal, and obviously he's gone on to whatever. Um, I was looking up a case of you's sire hot streak. I was looking up his record during the week. He was a case of you was honoured in a race at Bellusound because that's where he began his career. I think like hot streak as a stallion, he hasn't had one horse like of any particular note whatsoever. Like nothing apart from a case of you, who's one of the best sprinters in the world. It doesn't make any sense. And you get these Black Swan events to win the Grand National two years in a row with. And it's it's so concentrated at the top level now in terms of like the big owners and the big yards. Like it's it's it really is so unlikely. Like it's so like one hundred and fifty to one. So that's effectively a two hundred to one shot. Two hundred to one. Two hundred multiplied by fifty. So you're talking about like it's a ten thousand to one chance basically. And uh, he did it. And uh, I just think you know I, we haven't spoken to Paddy before, but like. That's what sport's about, you know. He's just a brilliantly positive guy, and he celebrated as well. And he said, "Like, I'm not going to mind telling you, I, I had a few celebrations." And uh, he's going to Kilbegan. He's outside Kilbegan now, and Kilbegan is just as much to him as Fairy House. And they're the stories that jumps racing is about. I think. If you want to get in touch with us, you can leave a comment on the YouTube stream. You can text the show five three one zero six this evening, or uh, of course, you can tweet us at Off the Ball. Friday Night Racing is brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. We're going to talk punches now next. Friday Night Racing on Off the Ball. Brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie. Friday Night Racing on Off the Ball. Brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie. Okay, Friday Night Racing on Off the Ball is brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland. Love every racing moment. Visit hri.ie. We should uh, turn our attention to the fact that Punchestown is going to be wild and wonderful. Uh, I know a lot of people have really missed Punchestown on their social calendar, uh, on their sporting calendar. And um, if the weather is as good next week as it is this week, it is glorious. Um yeah, my my. Uh, I've been the lads from Future Ticketing. I don't mind giving them a plug. They're buzzing with all the League of Ireland at the moment because, like, the League of Ireland. If you're involved in sales for the League of Ireland, and all that, um, 
Liam Holtham was just telling me the League of Ireland sales are just off the charts but they've there's a long way of winded way of telling me they've invited Dan and I um, because they sponsor a podcast for us to a jolly on Thursday but you know the good man Michael here has, has asked me to work on Friday here and do a long shift and come in early I just can't do it anymore Ger. what am I going to do you're too old you're going to show up for I, work I can't burn the, I can't do a Paddy O'Hanlon I can't burn the candle both ends but um, I, I mean everyone uh Everyone loves to go to Punchtown. It's it's just great crack. They've changed the fixture in recent years to be more of like a matinee meet to allow people to uh, come in for a later start. Um, and as much as we're not going to get the honeysuckle uh, Constitution Hill clash that maybe we all pine for, um, it's going to be some great racing. And uh, yeah, conclude a very interesting year in the jumps front. You know, we have... Um, some some great stories. Um, obviously the I think the the Ferry House Grand National winner was great for the you know the the smaller names in the game. Um, Willie Mullins breaking records at Cheltenham. Gordon Elliott trying to come back. Um, you know Rachel Blackmore having a great year. Um, so yeah, there's obviously some stars on show at Punchstown for sure. Yeah, so the National Hunt champions will all be crowned on Saturday as well. We know that it's going to be Willie Mullins, champion trainer, Paul Tynan, champion jockey, Patrick Mullins, champion amateur, and Jody Tynan, champion female amateur. The champion conditional is still tied between Jack Foley and Shane Fitzgerald. Um, the specific stuff for the people who are actually interested in the racing as opposed to uh, all of the other stuff that will happen. And um, a lot of, pe- In fairness, though, a lot of people who go to Punchstown probably couldn't tell you the name of two horses and that's what we need at race means we need all you sorts need the of mix. characters you need the you know, mix um, the, 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 the good and the bad of um, of everyone and yeah have a, have a good time but yeah obviously Honor Jameen versus Shaq and Porsois um, probably on the uh, on the Tuesday the stable mates Dice Retino and Sir Gerhard could run against each other then in the novice hurdle Bob Ollinger and Capadano um, that's an interesting clash um in the novice chase because Bob Bollinger to me didn't run his race at all at Cheltenham behind uh, Gallopin de Champ who won at Ferry House um, Punchdown Gold Cup Alaho um, could take on Clan Desobo. Uh and then we have the likes of Facile Vega and American Mike possibly clashing again in the bumper what a race that would be um, the stairs hurdle we obviously have Classical Dream and Sorry to Burley um, I don't think Gavin Cromwell's horse is going to run he ran at Aintree um, pay, um, Florin Porter then you have the likes of Vauban and Fieldor obviously the Triumph Hurdle Protagonist um, Epitant coming over so on and so forth yeah so proper proper names yeah Paul Nichols is coming over as well and bringing a, a decent uh, slew of horses too which is good to see yeah definitely and like he um, I, th- we, I think we saw this year Paul Nichols kind of was sidestepping Cheltenham with some of his horses because he was like I just, you know their entry is a more realistic target and uh, go to Punchtown as well Um interested to see what the ground is like I don't know what the weather condition I don't know what the weather is forecast the weekend but it has been obviously drying out a good bit and um, that was interesting at Cheltenham um, because on the Wednesday it was essentially over water it was interesting to hear Ruby Walsh saying ahead of Fairy House that like he'd never really give out to um, a groundsman in, in jumps racing for over water and because he said if you if it just doesn't rain and you don't water that's a far worse scenario than it being heavy when it should be soft basically is what he was saying I'm paraphrasing him but um, yeah hopefully things go well on the on the ground front for them and I mean to have people back racing again at a proper Irish festival I think uh, you know it's, I know a lot of people around Kildare who wouldn't necessarily be into racing but love Punchdown got the got the week off for it I got a day off when they were at school and it's poss- it's a proper part of the local community Yeah five five days of top quality racing so we'll obviously be talking about it across the week and um, as the declarations happen day on day we'll get to know exactly who's going up against who um, but uh, yeah so there's plenty of different bits and pieces 
to look forward to there anything specific jumps jumps concludes tomorrow in Britain at Sandown as well and um, Nubia Negra uh, will, will be uh, running there in the um, the big race the two mile chase um, obviously you'd kind of have, maybe have expected the likes of Shishkin to be there but there's a good card at Sandown and in Ireland then I've only looked at Limerick tomorrow so far um, Limerick's a really nice flat card uh, so yeah it's we're, Tipping on nicely into the flat now. So you see Aidan O'Brien unveiling a brother to Batash at Tipperary yesterday with Ryan Moore riding and that sort of thing gets you going for the season ahead, winning as well. Um, so it's like a nice seamless transition to the flat action with all the classics to come. I did notice it. And would Ryan Moore be over a good bit? I'm just wondering. I mean, in terms of... In terms, like, what's his... He must be... Um, he's basically riding whenever Aidan has good horses or have any description now. So, like, I don't know. Is he... I presume he's not based over here, but he's he's over here a hell of a lot. Yeah. Like, he's going to... Obviously, he's riding Batash's brother, but it's still Tipperary in a Thursday and he's over here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's putting in the miles. Um, but it could be... It's going to be a big year for Aidan O'Brien. Massive classic contender, isn't They it? do that because they think later down the road in the big races, we want you to know this horse. Yeah, and they, exactly. Yeah, but he's just—he just seems to be riding nearly. I mean, he's riding at pretty much every proper meet now, um, and I think it's just that he doesn't have as much. Basically, Aidan O'Brien's jockey now, and that's how it is, and that's that's it over everything else. Well, I, I, so they could put anybody on their good horses at this stage of the season. Yeah, before, but actually, building the rapport seems to be important to them. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, if you're riding a brother to Batash. Um, yeah, absolutely. He could be going to the you know Coventry or whatever Royal Ascot. Um, great to see though, and uh, the standard of the flat in Ireland at the moment. I mean, you can you can bemoan the fact that you've these dominant trainers, or you can, if you can't beat them, join them. Look at Paddy Toomey and um, Ger Lyons, their their strike rates, and um, you know what Jessica Harrington has been doing on the flat. Um, serious, serious quality of flat action in Ireland, and Aiden. Joseph and even Donico O'Brien like just aspiring to be the best and uh, the standard is sensational at the moment Galileo is no longer with us so that'll change the dynamics in terms of the breeding down the line and you're looking for that kind of big stallion and Wooden Bassett's horses will be coming to the fore now soon in Ballydoyle but uh, fascinating times Alright Despite a late rally from Danny Mullins Johnny Ward emerges as the clear winner of this year's Tote 10 to Follow competition with a points total of 657.77 It was an hour on the end wasn't it? Ah uh, yeah it was right now a nine point win uh, Johnny led the competition from the very beginning nearly nearly coughed it all up staying in the top spot every single week to mark his achievement Tote will donate five grand to the Irish Injured Jockeys Fund on your behalf what? yeah that's pretty cool I'm glad you yeah. don't read, I'm glad you don't read the emails though that we that was in but uh, obviously yeah I don't know like you get, in between like between WhatsApp um, various other like Twitter DMs, Instagram, email. It's very, very hard to keep on top of everything, isn't it, though? Like you, you admitted there that you'd lost an email that was sent this morning, went into your spam, you didn't even know the difference. It's Especially if you're if you're in all these groups, like you, you just start... You're overwhelmed. Out, like, you're but over, in the meantime... And if you get an email that has BCCs or CCs... Focus, focus on the lead here. Five grand for the Irish Inter Jockey Fund. So, so wh- what's the difference in me winning this and Danny Mullins in that we just... Both of us would have been given five grand in the Inter Jockey Fund? I don't know. Does I'm it make any difference whatsoever? Like, can I say, oh, you won. I want to give the five grand to, like, to a you. particular... <laughs> a particular charity case. Um, or, like, does it matter? I mean... Or can I... Ultimately, you, you're claiming the credit. Yeah. I, hopefully, I... Yeah, five grand to a good cause is, is all good. Next week's Punchdown Festival will be the first at which the Tote guarantee is available to racecoers. Tote will be the official betting partners at the festival on Saturday and will also sponsor the Tote Always SP or Better Handicap Hurdle. Uh, right. 
Friday Night Racing Off The Ball is brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland love every racing moment visit hri.ie have a ball at Punchestown next week and I hope uh, in the call who's, I think he's having his going away drinks tonight um, I'm sure a lot of uh, good characters from here will be there best of luck in, the, in your future endeavours as well which I believe is taking a camper van around Europe something to that effect he'll be back he'll be back he we, will he'll so always we, come back next week see you then Friday Night Racing on Off The Ball brought to you by Horse Racing Ireland love every racing moment visit hri.ie